This is a download from BFM 89.9, the business station. Now, moving on uh, to the coming by-elections, this Saturday will be the nomination day for the Semenye by-election, while early voting will be on February 26th, following polling day on March 2. Yes, uh, the candidates who has been uh, who are going to be fielded, uh, who is going to be fielded, uh, Muhammad Aymin Zainal, thirty years old, son-in-law of the incumbent Bahtia Muhammad Noor. He's from Pakatan Harapan, from Bayasa National. There's Zakaria Hanafi, fifty-eight-year-old former UKM administrative officer, uh, Party Social, uh, Socialist Malaya. Nekazis Afik Abdul, twenty-five uh, years old, the Party Youth Wing Committee member, and there's uh, Independent Kwang Chi Hang, aka Tencent Man, uh, an activist known for his initiative. Uh, uh, as the Tencent Ambulance or Tencent Taxi Service uh, helping the poor and needy. Yeah, so this by-election is being held following the death of Bhakti Amman Noor. He defeated candidates from all uh, BNPS, uh, PAS and Party Socialists in a four-cornered fight. His majority was nearly 9,000 votes and garnered over 23,000 votes. This time, though, both BN and PAS have formed an unofficial alliance while the Socialist Party is also contesting the seats. Now, there have been some findings from Institute Darul Esan. They found that of the about 1,100-odd people that they polled, nearly 40 percent of the voters express support for BN, but sixty uh, percent of the respondents would vote for the same party, i.e. Pakatan Harapan, as they did in the last fourteenth general election. Exactly, and the uh, some issues that the constituents are unhappy about: potholes in roads, crime, lack of street. Light, clock drains. Grassroots issues. Mm. The usual. Uh, so for a look ahead at this election, we have online Ben Sufian, Program Director of the Medica Centre. Thanks for joining us this morning, Ben. What are your initial reaction, reactions of the candidate lineup? Hey, thanks for having me on. Uh, my initial reaction for the candidates uh, for standing for this Sauvignon uh, by-election, I think is one that uh, speaks of the desire to get local candidates uh, that uh, is either known to or related to people in the uh, community there. It also, I think, indicates the uh, intense competition both by Pakatan as well as Barisan in order to field candidates that they deem to be closest to the pulse of the people uh, of Sumanye. And uh, if you look at the BN candidate, I think they tried to get a candidate that is uh, rooted in the community, has some kind of uh, bureaucratic experience uh, as well as someone that uh, their party members and the Islamic party members with whom they have an electoral pact uh, can can support. Uh, whereas for Party Bersatu standing for Pakistan Harapan, I think uh, they are going with a familiar, they're going with a young candidate that perhaps can speak to the large number of young voters in the constituency. Um, ben, what are your thoughts on PSM's candidate Nick Aziz Afi Abdul? We know he yeah, held... it's a departure, you know. Yeah, it's a departure from the usual because I had earlier on uh, expected that you know party stalwart Aru uh, Chauvin is going to stand, but you know uh, we learned that he is making way for a younger candidate and putting a Muslim candidate uh, to run there. So I think that's going to be an interesting experiment because. Uh, Nick Aziz, uh, the, the young candidate from PSM, uh, you know, comes apparently from a family that's quite close to uh, the past supporters in Semenye. Uh, but at the same time, he's contesting under the PSM ticket. Uh, and so we are interested to see whether or not PSM will be able to retain uh, the latent support they have there. You know, traditionally, PSM would garner some, somewhere in the region of 
1,200 to about 2,000 votes in Semenye, you know, when they stand as a as an independent or standing not as part of a coalition. And historically, the support for PSM has largely been drawn by the ethnic Indian community. So by fielding a Malay candidate this, this time, uh, we are interested to see whether PSM will still have the same drawing power as it used to in the past. But do you share the same sentiments as the recent survey done by Institute Darolesan showing a dip in support for Pakatan Harapan? Um, well, also despite the fact that the survey size was only quite small, about 1,100 people? Well, I think from our standpoint, uh, 1,100 people is very sizable sample size you know, for a survey. Uh, uh, and I think it will give, uh, if the same thing is done representatively, a pretty good uh, picture of what voter sentiments are. Um, I think the survey, when I looked at the data, was done in the early part of February. Uh, maybe some things have changed since then because we have a number of issues that has come to the fore that may influence uh, voter sentiments in Semenye. But I think if you look at the feedback from the survey, um, you know, by and large, uh, the support levels that uh, the IDE survey found uh, shows that things were not much different than during the GE14. The only difference is that there is a likelihood that nearly all of the past voters who in the past supported uh, their own candidates are going to give support to the Barisan National candidate. But when you combine the two pools of support together, uh, it still does not uh, surpass 50% of the total vote share in Somanye. So I would say that this is going to be a very close contest uh, where Pakatan does have some advantages, particularly with the non-Malay population there. But it also has a sizable pool of support from within the Malay community. The question is whether or not the combined uh, power of PAS and AMNO is going to be able to draw more than 70% of the ethnic Malay votes. Thank you so much for joining us. And that was Ben Sufian, uh, independent uh, pollster from Malika Centre for his insights into the candidates for this weekend's by-election. Um, 7.57, let's quickly look at this other news in an explosive and shocking move. A court of appeal judge is claiming that some members of the judiciary have been working with private parties to scam the government. Yes. Um, now, this nominees of certain politicians, they created contracts with the government with no intention of honouring it and where the government later fails to adhere to the contract. Private parties would then claim compensation from the government in court where government may then record a consent judgment and accept liability agreeing to assess damages. The modus operandi was to deprive the exchequer uh, via false claims. Yeah, so actually, this um, the, the 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 judge in question was Justice Dato Hamid Sultan Abu Bakar, and uh, this affidavit was filed by his lawyer Sangeet Cordio. It's really just basically uh, um, uh, a whistleblower uh, um, revelation that judges worked with these private individuals to um, sue the government on projects that were either not fulfilled or not performed on, and it's actually really really explosive. I don't know what's going to happen to the judge now. Don't it's gone public with this, but this is going to blow this whole case wide open. So. Uh, trivia, this was, he was the only dissenting judge in the Indira Gandhi's case in 2015. So there you go, uh, from the same whistleblower. Now, uh, the Breakfast Grill is coming up after the 8am news, where Joyce Go will speak to Idam Nawawi, CEO of Selco Maxiata. Stay tuned for that, BFM 89.9. Thank you for listening to this podcast. To find more great interviews, go to bfm.my or find us on iTunes. BFM 89.9, The Business Station.